Hi, this is Karina Ganter's host of Behind the Pen. You're listening to the audio podcast. Enjoy. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Pen. I'm your host, Karina Ganters. I'm an award-winning author with 14 books, award-winning filmmaker. I'm a podcaster, YouTuber, booktuber. I run Author Assist, which helps authors with marketing and promotion brainstorming and everything in between and I also host the show on the Artist First Radio Network Author Assist. As you know Behind the Pen is a video cast and a podcast for creatives that's everyone who uses a pen. Welcome to the show Jill Shannon. Hello thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to get you on here because me and Jill have something in common which you'll learn very very soon. Um, My first question of course I know what you do with your creative side but why don't you tell our listeners and viewers how do you use your pen? I I initially got started after reading years and years of romance books from history to sci-fi to fantasy and I started reading the same storylines over and over and over. And I just said, I, this is not what I want to read. I want to read something different. So I wrote what I wanted to read. And that's how I got into it. (laughs) So, I mean, how long ago was your first book published? Uh, 2015. How many have you had done since then? I have six books published. Wow. Wow. Let's go go back to when you didn't write a book. Um, How creative were you when you were younger? Were you into music, art? Were you singing? All of it. All of it. I love it. Yay. When you have creative juices in you, it's never just one thing. It may be one thing that you you really are passionate about, but you still have talents in other fields. So tell me about them. I sang in the chorus. I played the flute. I took art class for four years. I had creative writing classes. In eighth grade, I wrote my first story and we were supposed to read a book and write an essay on it. I made up the book. I made up the story. I made up the author and I got an A on it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it doesn't matter that you weren't paying attention to the rules. That was something really cool. Excellent. So So, did you, you, I mean, was it the love for reading that started you uh, wanting to write or was it when you wrote that first story and got an A? I mean, that must have been... um, you must have been so hyped up about that and th- thought, I well, was, maybe I can do that. I was, but I didn't realize it at that time because at the time I was very sports oriented. Oh, wow. I played a lot of sports. So my gear was towards the physical end of my childhood rather than my mental brain. <laughs> <laughs> With the first book, you always put a piece of yourself in it and it's something that's been festering inside of you for a while until you finally get it out now you said it was a book you wrote the book your first book because you were fed up of reading the same storylines and you wanted to mix it up Um, I wrote my first book because I went to the library after reading S.E. Hinton's Outsiders hoping to find some more rebel type fiction 
Nope, couldn't find it. There nope. was a hole in the marketplace. That is what I needed to do. Write a book similar to the out uh, the outsiders, um, but in our year. This was back in. I wrote it as a short story, 18 pages when I was 19, I think. So we're going back quite a few years. Uh, the first book was published, I think, when I was 20, 21, when I moved to Greece. Um, so, we're, oh, yeah, we're talking nearly 20 years ago wow. when I published my first book because of Essie Hinton's Outside. Thank you. Um, so what was the incentive what who was your muse why did you write that first book and what was this first book about i i like cruises and after reading all the bdsm that had just flourished the market i said okay a dungeon can hold 200 people i can make a cruise ship that holds 200 people and make the whole cruise ship a bdsm dungeon <laughs> So that's, that's where my brain of thought went as far as that goes, because it made it something different on a cruise ship. And I you, like to go on cruises. <laughs> it just amazes me that your first book was so heavy. Um, that's unusual for an author. Um, you had nothing published before that. No. <clears throat> but just reading years and years of other authors and how they could put things together and make a story. See, I didn't want it all about the sex though. No. I wanted my story to have some kind of a Plot. meaning behind it so that you're not just page after page, they're all in bed, this and that. I wanted something along with it to grip you and make you keep turning the pages. So tell me about the characters from this first book, The Cruise. Well, like you said, uh, being younger, I have always loved music. So in my childhood dreams, yes, I was a famous singer. So I could <laughs> use her as me. And oh, I love, wonderful. I pull, like you said, I do pull things of myself into my books. Um, music, like. Uh, I used Carol King's Tapestry as her song to hook him in, kind of. And that's one of my favorite songs. Lovely. You know, so um, big on Billy Joel. So I've used Billy Joel in some of my books. Um, I try to add some kind of a sport in my books because I like, I've always enjoyed sports. Yeah. So... Those are things that, like you said, I pull in. And then myself. the cruises. You said you love going on cruises. So that was ideal. Uh, how, uh, there's not much research you needed to do for your first book because you're pulling in everything that you knew, you know about. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so the BDSM side, not so much. That I had to really research. I wanted that uh, accurate. I remember, I remember when I wrote my first erotica book and uh, I will admit it, I'm not, I'm not embarrassed. I, I did some um, hands-on experience. So uh, I got it uh, <laughs> written down how it, I needed to, not just what people wrote in books or you saw on, on the screen. I made sure that uh, my, my husband uh, 
um, made sure that uh, we experimented. Enjoy, enjoyed your research. <laughs> you certainly did. Well, I did as well. So, uh, yeah, that was all. Anything you read in my erotica or my other books um, are a hands-on experience, and I'm not embarrassed by it. I don't use a pen name. I write. I'm. I, I write young adult. I write erotica. I write dark romance. You know. I don't change my name. I don't need to. I'm not embarrassed that I shouldn't be. I'm not a initially, teacher or anything like that, you know? Initially, my name was going to, my pen name would be J.C. Shannon. But somebody had said to me that a lot of females prefer to read a full name. They don't want the initials because they don't know if it's a male writing under a female. Oh, yeah. So I was like, all right, then heck with it. I'll just use my real name. Yeah. So, I, I'm like you. I, I, my name is my name. <laughs> so what did you, your family think about your first book being BDSM? Were they surprised? Um, not really, because I'm, I've been pretty f open with my kids. My kids are older now, but um, I've never really, like if they asked me a question as to, I'm just going to, my one daughter asked me about a blowjob one day. And I explained it to her. And my husband wanted to rip my head off. <laughs> He's like, what are you great? I was like, but you're missing the point. If they don't come to me, they're going to go to somebody else. And if I don't tell them the truth, they won't come to me. And if you so, don't get it off your mother, then you do it wrong. <laughs> well, I'd like to think I'm teaching them, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Better off uh, knowing how to do it rather than trying and uh, making uh, it not going well so it's better to not just experience but to to get the uh, how to's from from your mum especially when she's um more experienced yes it was, it was to build that trust more than anything else you know and he didn't mm -hmm. get that at the time but he did later <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So what was it that made you, and you said you were reading all different genres, but it must have been a book or a film, and please don't say Fifty Shades, um, that got you into wanting to write your first book as a BDSM book. Like I said, after that book had come out, everything else had opened up, but I had read a book before that. And I, I cannot remember the name of it. But like I said to you, every single page was sex. They were, you know, threesomes. And yes, and, and it was too much. And I was like, and then she came out with that. And I was like, there's got to be a happy medium, <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I had been reading a fantasy dragon series and every single book was you could predict exactly what was going to happen. And I didn't want that. No. I wanted a book that I could um, kind of shock people with, you know, or, or be a little different with. Well, I'm sure you did, dear. So um, what was this first book called? Um, the first one is called Onyx. It's the name of the ship. Onyx, it, lovely. I did um, Onyx, Sapphire, and Black Diamond. And so you had a trilogy. Christmas gift my husband gave me those stones in a, in a necklace oh, and I God, thought that was so special so special so romantic special. but so special I know has he read and, your uh, books he has 
He's read all of them. I don't think he's read the last one yet, but life got busy and he needed to do some things. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but, um, so how long did it take you to write the trilogy for the boat, the cruises? Um, it actually took me a short period of time because I had so much coming out all at once. Um, I think from start to finish, I went from 2015 was the first one, September, December, and then February, the following year. All three. Came out. Yeah. Wow. So when, when you started writing Onyx, did you have an idea that it was going to be a trilogy or was it going to be a standalone? Oh, no. It was just going to be the one book. Standalone. Because I never had planned on writing a book. Mm-hmm. And um, when I got finished with it, I was like, you know, I could probably move this into a series. So I did like the first like chapter of the next book at the end of it to s- get me started. I like that idea. Yeah. And then once that happened, I was like, oh, well, now I got to finish writing it, you know. <laughs> I have to ask, did you hear the voice? Do you hear voices in your head? Do you I hear do. your characters? Yes, because yeah. I'm, I'm writing one right now and I have the two of them meeting and they're spending two hours together and in my brain I just wrote that you know for the next two hours to try and move on the story and in my brain the past three nights it's going no no the two hours you have to explain let them get to know each other you know show the the um have her explain her background and him explain his background and then you can move them on after that and I'm like all right now how far did I write past that little paragraph where I just put they spent two hours together do I have to go back and not that far they didn't they they hounded me right away and said no you need you listen to your voices (laughs) you listen to those voices because it it is the character speaking but it's also your self-consciousness is telling you no you've done that wrong and you need to do it that way Um, but they come out as the the voices I love it when the character just appears from nowhere and and was like this is who I am I want to be in your book yes you know or or a little character pushes its way and says you've got to write a book about me you know you've got to tell my story well in Onyx what because I only planned on having it be the standalone I gave secondary character scenes mm-hmm. and most people don't do that, but I knew that I was never going to write a book about them, but I mm-hmm. wanted them to, to have their place, mm-hmm. you know? And I added that when you write, do you plan everything out or does it just flow as you go? In my head, it's planned out in my head. I don't write any notes. I've got no planners nothing I just start I have a book a five subject notebook that I'll put like history what they look like how tall how you know all their characteristics but besides that have you ever gotten up in the middle of the night and written down an entire scene go five six (laughs) o'clock when they won't shut up straight downstairs in my pajamas computer goes on 
get that scene out right until four, five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Finally finished. Go back to bed. Yep. I've done that too. <laughs> oh my God. That's so much fun though. Like, oh, it then is. You get up it's the gold. next morning and you reread, you reread what you wrote and it's like, wait a minute, that sounded better and better. <laughs> no, when, when you get in the zone and you're in that bubble, yeah. And you're just writing and it's flowing. That's when the gold go comes out. When you force yourself to write, that's when you're going to end up throwing it away. Very you true. won't use it. Yep, I totally agree. I totally agree. So second book, how did that then, because it's a series, it's got to have some, doesn't have to be big connection, but some connection to the first book. So how did you make that connection? Um the CEOs of the ship. Cameron was the first, their partners. So Cameron had the first story and then Dimitri had the second story. And I made it a menage because I've always been fascinated by them. So the two guys, one woman and had their story rotate around her in the book but pulled them in and um, with Xavier coming in, it added another character to um, the family. I can't gotcha. on that one, but. <laughs> it's uh, the, the captain of the ship, the CEO, the captain of the ship and the singer who does the entertaining in the ship. Cameron is the CEO of, but she doesn't know that. All right. So is she, is she just a guest on the ship for a cruise? He actually hires her because he sees her in a bar and wants her in his life. So he figures if he can get her on the ship, he's got seven days to win her over. Oh, oh I like that. But, but she knows, once she's working at the ship, she knows that he's the, he's the CEO. Then, he, then she learns, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and the second one is, uh, again, the CEO of the second ship. And who's the lady? Madison is her friend. They came on the ship working together. Ah, what does she do? Madison was in the background for um, serving and, and just being part of the crew. Okay. In the first ship. And then the second one, she was more the primary where she was pulled out of that um, role. Yes. And pulled into, this is my boyfriend and I don't have to work anymore. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so how did this third man jump into the book? Um, her Second past. Man. Her past. Her past came on the boat as a guest. Well, oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> oh, meet, I love it. They actually meet um, at the end. I'm pretty sure they meet. I have them meet at the end of Onyx and pull them all together on Sapphire. Okay. Uh, and the next book, the third book. Black Diamond was totally different than all of them because it pulled into, it 
it pulled in one or two main characters from the other two mm -hmm. as a guardian to my new heroine and a totally different hero. So neither one of them had any connections really to the previous characters until you get into the book. And ah, then, I and then it comes out. All of them together. Yeah, I like that. And I didn't intend it that way. No, but you that's know, how you, they wanted it. Exactly. You never know. <laughs> you start writing, you don't know. You've got an idea of the plot in your head, but it's not until you start writing that uh, it all comes out. So, what's this uh, series called? It sounds absolutely fantastic, by the way. Midnight Oasis series. The Midnight Oasis series, and that was your three books. You've done six. Let's talk about your other three. Is this another trilogy? Um, yes, and I can build on it, but I'm trying to add a new motorcycle club to it with the one that I'm writing now. Oh, you've just said my, my word here, motorcycle club. So you just go ahead and tell me about this. Uh, I love writing my motorcycle. My husband owns a motorcycle. I love riding. Biggest thing I got to give him is directions when we're driving. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I don't know what the clutch does, how to change gears. I don't know. Just any sit on the back, wind in your hair and enjoy the ride. Yep. If I knew how to do any of that, I'd be criticizing them the whole ride and it would not <laughs> be fun. <laughs> but um, because I like riding. And there is a big poll for readers that really like uh, the concept of the Motorcycle Club. Thanks to Sons of Anarchy. Yes, hello, we blame yes. it. Oh, hell yes. Love my Charlie. Oh. <laughs> you know, there's going to be another one, huh? Yes. If anybody, if I were to have anybody really read my book, the Celtic Demon series, it would be Kurt Sutter. <laughs> I think everybody wants that. Thing is, my books came out before Kurt Sutter's Sons of Anarchy. Wow. Whereas many, many, and most of the authors wrote after watching Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Mine were already out. And I'm like, oh, uh, oh your book's like a plot from Sons of Anarchy. I said, oh, it's funny you should say that, actually. My <laughs> book was out before. Maybe he read my book, you know. <laughs> No, he is an absolute genius. Sons of Anarchy was, I mean, I've been into bikers and the outlaw bikers been, and yes, for, for all of my, all of my life, I've been on the outside. I've never been in a, in a MC, but I've been on the outside. My mum's next door neighbor was a lady to one of the Hells Angels. Oh, wow. So we had them arriving all the time. And cool. <laughs> so cool, so cool. I learned so, so much cool. when I was growing up. Um, my 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 dad and my my siblings didn't know any of this because I was living with my mum. My brother was with my dad. My sister was too young to get involved in any of it. But I was learning from them, you know, what the goes flashing. on, you know, yeah. behind the doors and everything. And and then uh, so. And then I joined a rock band, and so I was singing in the biker bars, and I was always around them, but never inside one. Right. 
So, so that's why I wrote, um, I've got in times of violence, uh, Huntress, Lawless Justice and Road Rage. They are my four books. The problem is I wrote in times of violence when I was 19 and it's a young adult book. Right. And you can't have a young adult in a box set with 18, 18, 18 after because right. they are pretty graphic. And wow. of course, violent because we're talking yes. about outlaw motorcycle clubs. We're talking, we and don't. You could actually write stuff like that. We, we don't sugarcoat <laughs> it, you know? It's right. not candy floss and love hearts. It's not a beautiful romance because that's not life. And yeah. if we are talking about being in an outlaw motorcycle club, then we have to get down and dirty and gritty and dark. We mm -hmm. want to tell the truth of what goes on behind those doors. And Kurt Setter and Sons of Anarchy did that. Yes. And it allowed then these authors to open up and be honest about what happens behind these um, looking like they are um, charity, helping charity and doing these runs for charity and doing the good in the public eye. But behind in the clubhouse, you learn what really goes on. So right. uh, for me, mine were out anyway, but for you, you, you started because of Kurt Sutter and the Sons of Anarchy. And your club is called? The Celtic Demons. So I'm assuming it's based in Ireland. No, they're oh. actually in North Carolina. Wow. United States. I so wanted an Irish club. You wanted it? Why? I'm Irish. You are Irish. <laughs> yes. My, my, my grandfather was from Dublin, so my mum was <laughs> half Irish. And so I have the Irish, when I get excited or really angry, you can hear it come out. I'm like, where the hell did that come from? This Irish accent just flows out of my mouth. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, so oh, <laughs> like, where did that come from? Yeah. Uh, I, I loved my, my Paddy was, Patrick, of course, Paddy. Um, Kevin, um, my uncle was uh, Anthony, my mum, Christina. So they all had Irish names, you know, from, but I've never been to Ireland myself. And my roots are from there, but I've never been. Yeah, never been either. My grandmother's maiden name was Casey. Oh. So I figured I, I've pulled, like I said, mom, the last book of the Celtic Demons, I pull her into the story. Oh, as, how wonderful. As my heroine's grandmother. Oh, so, that's a lot so of sweet. A lot of my grandma is her grandma. That's so sweet. Big role in my world. So. so let's start with book one. Okay. What is the plot for book one? Uh, book one is the drug lord Don Santoro wants to come in and take over the Celtic demons territory in North, South Carolina. And Cartel then. Yeah. Well, mafia. Yeah. And um, his daughter has been stealing artwork for him for her whole life, basically. And she packs up his house down in the Caribbean to move it to South Carolina. And the Celtic demons steal the artwork and hold it hostage for their territory. Okay, so she is commissioned by her father 14 days to get it back 
or he will she she wants out so she says 14 days i'll go get it then i'm out i get anything i want and he agrees to it so she has to go and find the artwork and ends up meeting killian who is the one oh, who, pulled the off, name. who pulled off the the heist and they end up working together to figure out a way that dad can get his artwork back and they can keep their territory okay nice so uh, when you said they kidnapped her, i thought oh they kidnapped her because that would have been the way to get him to sign those uh, papers to kidnap oh, yeah. his daughter um, oh, no, it was more he wanted his artwork more than the daughter. oh my gosh <laughs> oh mafia that's uh my last book was uh dark rome dark mafia romance and i love it when mafia get involved I love the mafia. I love the MCs. I love these outlaw, these these badass people that do bad things, and and it just makes the book so good to read. <laughs> it does. You kind so, of root for the bad guys sometimes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden yeah. you're like, oh no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, we've got to do a part two of this because we haven't even got into your. Uh, your motorcycle thrillers or romances what would you say they, they are, are romances they are romances yeah mc so you've got your cruise and then you've got your mc and uh, totally totally different uh, storylines uh, for your yes. two trilogies and that's fantastic so what are you working on next i am writing another i'm going to actually try to put three stories into one mm -hmm. where it's triplets. Okay. Only difference between them is their hair. One's a brunette, one's a redhead, one's a blonde. Uh, females. All females who meet uh, members of, they are part of the Emerald Saints, which will be the new bike club that I want to introduce. Okay. Um, their father is the president. Okay. And they have grown up without their mom in the bike club as the princesses pretty much um, yeah with their own careers now what do they so, do um one is trying to be an nhl referee wow uh one is a mechanic for the club she runs the emerald saints garage right and the third one is a dancer okay then each one of them will meet a Celtic demon. That's another club. That's the club that I have already. So I'm going to pull the two clubs together. Okay. And, introduce, in, in, and each girl will them. have their own story going into Correct. one book, but three different storylines. With one major conflict that the three girls need to fix. Okay. With their, with their significant others. Wonderful. And, and how, how are you into that now? How have you started it? Or is it just an idea for now? Oh, I've started writing it. Um, I've gotten to chapter two, where I'm introducing, like I said, introducing Sage to Jason, who is Shadow. And they're in the garage together working on his bike. Ah. And this is this is where they're yelling at me. No, you have to, you know, have her give 
her history, have him tell her something about him, and have the reader get engaged with their characters now. So, so she's a mechanic, and he knows about bikes, and that's how they two meet. Yes. Nice. Love the names. Don't you love making up names for the bikers? Oh. Their road names. Yep. Oh my goodness. Do you so use their fun. real names, or do you always just call them from the beginning and keep it as their road name? Well, if they're talking with, in, this is how I I would see it. If they're talking in general to the public, like their girlfriends or whatever, they use their names. Mm -hmm. But if they're with amongst their club members, then they've got their then road it's their, names. Their road names, yeah. Is it? I mean, I, I someone said to me, oh, "I was so confusing all these different names." I'm like, "Well, no, you've got your road name that you use with your MC, and when they're doing their outlaw stuff. stuff, yeah, yeah. and then when they're." out of the club or in public you have their real name right. they dress they wear their jacket they wear their their jacket the vest. They, wear they wear their, their vest they wear their colors all the time even when right. they're out in public because that's who they are you don't take it's, your colors off for no reason you know it's funny when i was writing killian's masterpiece i actually met a sober president he's got a club down in texas and I would ask him different things, you know, like, I know you're sober and this and that, but just club in general questions. Yeah, you didn't get to and the, was, you didn't want to ask him the. <laughs> it, but it was real nice to be able to yeah, talk to somebody that actually was a part of a club that could really give me the were they in, Were they an outlaw club or were they? No. No, no. just a normal bikers uh, MC. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. And oh, no, that's really good because you can get the ins and outs of how the club works and uh, not the other side, but the, the, the real side, because, you know, readers need to need to see this. They need to know this. So yes. having that person to, to fall back on to ask uh, questions and to get your research, it's perfect. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. When I, when I was writing Hunter's Treasure, I was doing it about human trafficking Ooh. and I went on a bike run it was a poker run and when we got back to the place where we started we we're standing in line just talking with people you know we were waiting for food and um I ended up talking with a New York's New York City detective that dealt with human trafficking wow. and I asked him I was like I'm I have a friend that works on boats, so she could give me dimensions and sizes and mm -hmm. everything for like hiding spaces yeah. within, within the ship. And I asked him, I said, can I ask you a question? I told him what I was doing and he was all, you know, all on board. I said, how big of a space do they really put them into? Oh, cr I said, because, because I'm thinking I'm, lining up a five foot by three foot he goes cut that in half yeah he goes they basically keep them in dog cages yeah and i was horrified but grateful. it's the truth it's the truth grateful for him being honest with me yeah now you, you can know? write it exactly how it is so the reader can be shocked as you were when you learned yes. the truth yes. um where can people find these amazing books sir jill um, they are on Amazon. They are on 
Barnes and Noble. She's white, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't like Amazon. Uh, so they're on Apple, they're on Barnes and Noble, yes. they're on Kobo and Google yes. Play. Wonderful. And and you uh, on social media? Where can people find you? Oh, I'm mostly on Instagram. I have Twitter. I have a TikTok, Facebook. Um, Facebook, yes. I uh, have my own website. Not that I'm there much because life, but. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to be there on your website. You just need to have everything there so people can learn about who you are and, and your amazing books. Well, it's, it's been eye-opener uh, chatting with you. Um, I can't wait to dive in myself and to read your work. Um, I wish you all the best with this new series. That sounds so exciting. And um Thank you so much for being a guest on Behind the Pen. I appreciate your time. This was wonderful getting to know you as well. Thank you so much. Hey, folks, you're listening to the podcast Behind the Pen. Behind the Pen brings you fun and entertaining interviews by amazing creatives. And if you'd like to support and keep the podcast going, you can donate via my Linktree page. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash Karina Gantus, all small letters. Every dollar helps me share my platform with these amazing artists. Don't forget to follow, like and review the podcast. Your support means everything. <laughs>